0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Hire My VA team and business building podcast brought to you by yougozi.com and victory of course. And in this podcast and at Hire My VA, we help you to reclaim your freedom through hiring and thriving with virtual assistants without breaking the bank. And that's your bank, the most important bank to you. <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm Dave Braun. I'm here with my partner, fantastic business mentor and coach, the alignable book club leader, uh-huh. And my good friend, Larry Broughton.
1: (laughs) Hello, handsome David. How you doing, man? Good, good. You know, it's going to be a good episode. I think we're going to try to do a a part two to this uh, episode we knocked out about uh, how to stay positive in a negative world. Boy, do we need that now more than ever, right? But um, yeah, it's good to see you. Glad you're in my life. Um, It's good to see you and uh, the brothers last night uh, for our weekly, weekly get together. Hey, you'd mentioned alignable. I'm on mean, this thing and I'm getting, um, I'm just going to keep doing these shameless plugs. Um, you and I have kind of fallen in love with the alignable platform, you know, it's yeah. not a networking. I mean, it's not a social media platform per se. It's uh, more of a networking platform. So you're not going to go on there and find the the kitties hanging on a line kind of memes <laughs> uh, <laughs> kind of thing that you oh, see. Man, I better uh,
0: take that that one down I shared. Um,
1: but they're really dedicated to um, educating uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, and, and leaders, hey. which is kind of right up what we do. So it's in, yeah. kind of like a perfect alignment, alignable alignment. It's as if I thought wow. about, I didn't, oh, it, just, it just
0: rolled off my tongue. I, I mean, I'm in the presence of greatness. Yes. <laughs> yes wow.
1: Neil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's, yeah, there you go. But there's the book club that you and I are doing right now. The Leaders Are Readers yeah. Book Club, which I'm very excited about. We've only done one of them so far. We're prepping for our next one because we all know the importance of learning and reading. But the truth is most of us don't have time or the interest or we're just not great readers anymore, right? It's one of those things like practice. The more you do it, the more the better you get at it, right? Um, but um, I'm very excited about this this book club because we've put a different spin on it. Um, people can join the book club and you don't even need to read the book oh isn't that awesome all right so why would I join a book club if if I'm not reading the book because Dave you and I read the book so that the members don't have to that's right (laughs) we use Pareto's principle where which is roughly boiled down Pareto's principles we're going to take the 20% most important concepts of a book so that you get 80% of the results uh, wouldn't that be, be awesome? Now, members do read the book. Many of the books that we um, feature in this are books that many of you have read. And so we do have a Q&A at the end to go into deeper discussion. Or if you've not read it and you just want the, the principles from it, we give action guides uh, beforehand that you just fill out as, you, as we go along. So we're very excited about that. Um, and uh, we're doing books like uh, The 12-Week Year, um brain rules men's search for meaning so we're doing all kinds of books if it pertains to business entrepreneurship leadership and life we're doing it we want we're not doing children's books we're not doing novels i wouldn't say we're not going to do a novel there may be a novel that really pertains to mm-hmm. to what we do that, that you know there's a lot of things we can learn from mm-hmm. novels but it's not like we're not going to be diving into science fiction and those kind of things mm-hmm. but if it's business entrepreneurship leadership peak potential those types of books. And we'll be, we'll be talking about those.
0: Yeah. And Larry, earlier today, we were talking about um, how it's so difficult for entrepreneurs to work on their business and Mm -hmm. how many people are just kind of stuck working in their business and, yes, and don't take the time to sit back and see. Well, how does this? How does that? How does it? How can I improve my business? So that's one of the things that we talk about, and we give people a space where we 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 go rapid through um, all the topics, but we give people a space to see how does it apply to their business, what can they do to improve their business or their life. Mm-hmm. And it requires for us to be able to do that, for people to be able to do that. It requires us to be able to sit back think and and process and this is an hour to an hour and a half where you can can do that
1: yeah think about how miserable your life gets when all you do is the same thing day in day out without new information coming in and without new ideas coming in well this is an hour hour and a half where we're going to give you a bunch of good ideas that are actionable that you can apply immediately and we need to keep asking ourselves daves when we commit to being lifelong learners um and we commit to trying to get this one golden nugget from every interaction that we have with someone new that that we meet what's the lifetime value of that one good idea once it's
0: applied it could be it could be life-changing
1: well we know that it's worth millions in some people's businesses we see it right they apply one good idea right so that's why we're doing this book club uh stay tuned because we're going to be doing a uh uh, a coaching and mentoring group there on alignable as well there will be a fee to join that but it's gonna yeah. be you, you you it was a stupid cheap fee to, to, to get in <laughs> to, to that yes. um, which kind of lines up with, with with the next book that we're going to be doing uh uh in in the book club in the leaders of readers book club so yeah. if you want to join us we'll put the links here somewhere on this video and in the chat but it's there are a couple of ways you can do it you can go to alignable uh, dot com get a free membership there if you already don't have it go into the group section search for um, leaders are readers book club or go to dave's you know profile or my profile or if you don't want to do that you can go to yougozi.com slash book club there and you go up there that's perfect Exactly. Okay. all right let's get into these maybe what we got to do dave I don't know. How do you want to do this? Maybe review what we went over in the last one just really quickly and then dive deep into the remaining. I think we covered about a dozen um, uh, topics the last time on how to stay positive in a negative world. Clearly, some people are saying this is the most negative that our culture has been in maybe centuries. I don't think so. That's me personally um that's being very positive larry that is being very positive <laughs> thank you thank you but there is definitely more information now that's bombarding us and right. i think we have to choose on how do we filter that the information that's hitting us from every direction right so yeah. what do you think you want to kind of dive through the the first dozen just like not even going into detail but here's what you missed go back and listen to episode 156 i guess that would be right 156. Yeah. like how oh, i did that this is 157
0: Part <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're developing a checklist. So you should be able yeah. to go get that at hiremyva.com slash checklist um, slash checklist. It's mm-hmm. not slash checklist. It's hiremyva.com slash positive.
1: There you
0: go. Positive. I'm positive. It's <laughs> hiremyva.com slash positive. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here they are. The uh, 12 we went through in the last episode, um, seeking excellence and not perfection. Uh, The next one was make a commitment to becoming more positive. Just making that commitment to say, I am going to do that. Uh, Begin journaling. Yes. Of course, reflecting on what you're, um, you know, how you are being positive. Um, Understand how habits are formed, their importance and establish positive habits in your life. Things that um, help you out. Um, of course, part of that is another one was exercise, um, Mm -hmm. having a good diet, getting enough rest and sleep, especially sleep, um, choosing to replace negative thoughts with positive ones. Um, and of course then having people, there's, can be a lot of negative people Mm -hmm. choose wisely, your friends, uh, limit your time with negative family folks and, um, as well as coworkers. And then uh, the next one was invest in your professional growth. The more, you know, the more confident you become, the more positive you are. Yeah. Um, invest in your team. By them becoming more positive, it helps you be more positive. And then the last one, I think, Larry, was work in your strengths. Yes.
1: If you want more detail on those, and you should go back and listen to this previous episode, Dave, the thing that kind of comes to mind for me for all of these is we have to switch the way we think about life. And instead of being passive participants, we need to be active participants. We need to get intentional. And I mean, we need to be proactive. And the thing that comes to mind for me now about being proactive is that we have to proactively protect ourselves from things that could possibly go wrong. Oh yeah. You know, like sometimes this is why we get insurance for crying out loud, right? We Mm -hmm. have to plan for the worst, hope for the best, but at least, (laughs) I mean, think about it. Invariably something goes wrong with our health or our automobile or, you know, whatever, right? Um, You get a stupid claim, you know, in your business. And so thank goodness you had errors errors and omission insurance, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Product liability insurance. Boy, it's sure, believe me, I've had these things happen and you breathe a whole lot easier and it's easier to stay positive. And um, it puts up boundaries around those negative gremlins when you know, okay, I've got, the insurance company has got that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I know Larry, you've talked about for a long time, making sure that um, if you're in a business, making sure you've got some kind of a line of credit, whether or Uh, not you need it. Because there might be times when, you, when you'll you fall back, uh, you may need to fall back on it. So um, sure, you know, having sure. good cash reserves, having a business line of credit, maybe for you personally getting a HELOC, even if you yeah. don't need it right now, you could, um, you, you could need it. And at least you have that cushion. Yeah, that's a good
1: way to protect yourself as well. Um, and I would encourage people, it's easier to get that HELOC, it's easier to get that business line of credit when you don't need it. It's just, it's just the way it is, you know? Um, so get it, do what you can start small, build it up, but again, use it for rainy days or use it for like, Hey, I need to hire a couple of, you know, key revenue generators into my organization, but the revenue is not there yet. You know, so you can, you can tap into it for those types of things. Perfect. Um, yeah. So, Another thing is like grow your network for crying out loud. Yeah. If you're not, <laughs> this is like why alignable is, is so good. Right. Cause if you don't have the talent in your own being and in your team, guess what? Your network has probably got access to it somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would consider growing your network. I would use that as kind of, it's like an insurance policy, a brain right. trust.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, another thing is we talked about, um, you know, being as good as you can at something in your business uh, and personally. Right. We kind of talked about that. It helps you have confidence, but it also can protect you from when things go wrong. You get laid off from your job, for example, or you just have to pivot in your business. The better you are at what you do, you're going to be able to recover more quickly. Mm-hmm. And if you're really good at it, you'll recover more quickly. You'll have more options, and then you'll obviously then be able to stay more positive.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I guess that gets us. To, that was about number thirteen. I guess. Um, right. Anything else we want to do on that about maybe protecting ourselves? No, I think that's we a pretty go good. On the next one. one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, another one that kind of comes to mind, Dave, is we alluded to this earlier about asking the right questions. Right. Um, hmm why is this always happening to me kind of thing? So, yeah. like, what can I learn from this? Well, maybe we can go a little bit deeper on this. Like, how do you actually ask yourself, like intentionally, how do I take advantage of, or how do I capitalize on Capitalism. what's going on right now in the world? Mm-hmm. You know, you heard, you heard during the pandemic, people were pivoting their businesses, right? And there are a lot of people who grew during the pandemic, not most, but there are many, grew during the pandemic okay. because they were able to pivot they said okay this is what's happening how can i take advantage of this mm-hmm. how can i capitalize on this however you need to phrase it in your mind that's a good question to ask so we need to be asking ourselves okay there's high inflation right now what can i do or if there's low inflation what can i do if interest rates and mortgage rates are up what can i do okay they're down what can i do Right? Is now a good time to refi? We, we need to be asking these things. If there's low unemployment, what strategies can can we take? Is this a time to, you know, implement new strategies? If it's high unemployment, time to evaluate: Are my um, uh, recruitment efforts effective? Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of things. But again. We need to carve out a little, maybe this is one of the things I didn't even think about, Dave, to do all of these things takes intentionality. It takes a little bit of staring at your navel. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, this is why I think morning routines are so in, important.
0: Yeah, so, it, it, it takes some thought, right? It, takes, it sure. takes you to give yourself a little bit of space. So maybe you can do that right now. Pause what you're doing right now and think about what's going on in the world, in your business, with your clients, with your family? I mean, what, how can you like go to the next level in any area of your life that you want to go into the next level?
1: Especially not that, that you are, you, you, you are uniquely positioned for. Yes. Not culturally the you, not you, like you, where you are in your life, where you are in your business, what are you able to do?
0: That's right. That's right. I mean, there's, so no matter what's going on in the world, there are strategies that you can use to position yourself mm. better either right now or coming exactly. out of it when things change. Like right now, Larry, um, I think I just saw this morning, we were in mm. the highest inflation rate since 1982.
1: Right. And think back to 1982.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cash lines. Oh my gosh. I was in college in 1982. Goodness gracious. <laughs> so, um, and, and while on the surface, that is, um, that is bad in a lot of ways, but for some people, it isn't bad. It's an advantage for some folks. Mm-hmm, that's right. It's like, right. Um, you know, and so like one of the things that we've done in our life is with our, um, you know, with our house, we've refinanced multiple times, but we've, because we've never known when interest rates were going to go back up, or if they're going to go low, but we've refinanced, so many times we finally got a rate that was like rock bottom. Yeah. And now, you know, inflation and everything, it makes those dollars that we're paying off on our mortgage um, as time goes less and less. Yeah. That's that right. makes
1: sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And because you've been diligent about that, you're able to make improvements at your house. I mean, your house is beautiful, the, the improvements that you guys are making there. And, you know, it's more enjoyable, particularly at this stage of your life, you and Cheryl, where you're going to be spending more time there yeah, than ever in right. the past. It's it's great. But you had to be intentional about this. But interestingly, Dave, um, anything else on this?
0: No, I think that's that's good. Because you guys I think are... it
1: sets up for another one that kind of comes to mind. For me, it's it's yeah. hard to do this by yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, the lone wolf <laughs> approach to life, as you know, I talk about this <laughs> right. all the time, is a myth, it's a lie. Um, right. But um, this is where I think we need to have mentors in our life. The right mentors are going to be able to see the potential in you. Um, they're going to be a act like a firm and loving parent uh, at times. Um, but they're also going to be a good cheerleader for you so that when you start going off the rails and you're negative and you're being you know, not being able to see the positive stuff, a good mentor is going to help you pause for a second Mm -hmm. and ask some of the questions that we've been listing here with you today. So that there's an awareness, right? The best mentors do less teaching and offer more awakenings for people, right? And so just because someone calls themselves a mentor or a coach doesn't mean that's what they Listen, they're exchanging <laughs> dollars for services. I, I understand That's the right. business. I'm in the business, right? But um, wise mentors are going to be able to help you through this quagmire for mm-hmm. sure.
0: Yeah, and we talked earlier about what's the value, the lifetime value of one good idea. Mm-hmm. And your mentors, good mentors and coaches will help you discover those. That discover is a good word. Yeah. The, the best mentors will do that. And, you know, Larry, we've um, got a couple of episodes, I think where we, let me find them here. I'll share my screen and yeah, I think I've got them um, where we talk about this in a lot more detail. Yes. Early on, as I remember. Yeah. So it's like, so here is our podcast channel on YouTube. <laughs> <Good> job, <Daff. laughs> I these yeah. Look at these. This is awesome. <laughs> Um, so it's episode 27. Oh, there you go. There you go. Episode 28 hired a mentor uh, next, all about effective mentors and coaches. So, we did a two part episode. There it's, you go. There's a lot of detail on that. So, you guys, mm-hmm. if you're considering getting a mentor or um, you want to upgrade what you want to do, well, you can call us because I think we're an upgrade over everybody else. <laughs> 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 Shameless plug, right? We have all kinds of programs like Larry talked about. What we're going to do in Alignable is going to be amazing. Yeah but um yeah. there's if youtube is to... not your
1: bag by the way we are on all the other uh podcasting platforms we we know that there are a lot of people moving away from or there are some people who prefer not to be on youtube but yeah yeah we, we get it but we're on we're all over the place so
0: yeah go ahead. Dave, can, yeah no no that's that's good that's good and you know one of the things that i think is really powerful is, um, you know, when you talk about mentors, there's the individual coaching you can get in of course sure. and there's group coaching and masterminds. We have one of those, a virtual spotlight sessions and the, the folks that are in that, how many times have they told us, Larry, thank you so much for doing uh-huh. this because uh-huh. I've got stuff going on and issues that I can't talk to anybody else about. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so valuable to them. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, so you guys, you, you guys got to try it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Good. You got another one? Yeah. Um, well, I think one of the best ways that I've found also to stay positive mm-hmm. is to just give of yourself. Now, when I say that, it means serve others in some way, because one of the things that it will do is it will help you get your brain off of your own circumstance, right. your own right. life. So so give of yourself. Serve others. Um can I interrupt for one second here? Just I know you're in the middle of thought. No, go ahead.
1: So am I, darn it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was not a positive thing. <laughs> this reminds you what you just got these saying, reminds me of that mantra I share all the time. And so I'm going to share it again because it seems mm-hmm. important. Serve first, lead second, be humble. Okay. Yeah, Serve great. first is the so there's a, reason for this okay Uh but you're right Dave I think when we're serving other people we get out of our own negativity our own whatever the quagmire the chaos that's going on in our brains to help them reach their goals the word the universe rewards us God Gaia whoever whatever (laughs) yeah you you get rewarded when you serve other people um so I just want to make sure that we got that that in there but maybe we can talk about like what are some of the things that what are some
0: ideas um, so one of the, one of the best things you can do is if you're in a church or if you're in any kind of a faith, whatever your faith is, there's always tons of opportunities to volunteer there. Um, and there's so many, you can just like go Google, uh, nonprofits and see sure. one in your area that might tug at your heart a little bit and then go help. call them up and say, Hey, I want to volunteer and they'll hook you up with somebody. Uh, to be able to figure out what might be best for you. But I think one of the key things in serving is to just continue to serve. If you decide, well, I'm gonna finally get off my butt and do something um, that's awesome and amazing, but you you never know, that first experience may not be the best. It doesn't matter. You just keep going and keep going and you keep going until you find something that, man, this is my niche. This is something that really resonates with me. I am so excited to do it.
1: When you say keep going, you mean keep going to try something else. If the keep person trying to go it. try yeah. something else, yeah. 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 Cause it might not like one of the things, for whatever reason, we always seem to find joy in when we do these types of things as an organization. Um, whether it's, you know, our weekly or monthly sack lunch programs that we make, or we would take the yeah. team to go to, whether it's Beating America or Second Harvest Food Bank or those types of things, it might be donating blood. How about yeah. that? I'm telling you, yeah. I do it, you do it. And it's, it's a kind of a, to me, it's a bit of a kick when I look at my blood app and say, Hey, you just saved three lives with this last oh, donation Yeah, that, that you did. I mean, there's, and it tells you right. What hospital it went to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the, the red cross one is the one I, the app that I mm-hmm. use. Yeah. Um, and um, and so I find a lot of joy uh, in that, you know, we do complimentary coaching programs uh to people who are in need we scholarship people um you do this jail ministry which is amazing you know yeah. think about the these men that are sitting behind bars if somebody needs to be speaking positivity <laughs> into their lives something happens when we serve other people positivity comes through us. i remember the first mission trip i went on to uh to mm. um zimbabwe and i'd already been going to africa for years and it spent, I don't know, probably a dozen trips to, you know, Eastern and Southern Africa before going to Zimbabwe. And I remember, you know, thinking how much we're going to be able to serve, help these people, but I end up coming back and being like, I got more out of this trip than yeah. the people that we actually went there to quote unquote serve. Yes. Right? I just got so much joy from it. And it certainly does put things in perspective when you're serving other people.
0: And I think that's that's a really key to know. That's a, gr- that's a great point. That's a great key to know that if you are serving in a way that resonates with you is, do you feel like you're getting almost as much out of it as the people that you're serving?
1: I do think that one of the tricks to this is serving without the expectation of getting anything back.
0: That's right, yeah.
1: If it's all about quid pro quo, that's not going to yeah. work. It's just that it happens to be a powerful benefit that i just feel like i'm getting filled up but if you're serving because it's a photo op you see these all the time with politicians right um i I just don't see the universe rewarding that kind of behavior very often people see through it you see through it this is the time i think when you're serving other people that that is the time um to be transparent with yourself be real with yourself for once in your freaking life be real when it comes to serving other people.
0: Yeah. And, and I think if you're, but I tell you, if, if it is something that is aligned, we use that word a lot now, but if it's aligned with you and your core values, you will feel like this is where I need to be. Hmm. And you'll feel like this is where I need to be. This is where, you know, I'm not saying it's not going to be difficult, but it it is. Um, But it's like where you need to be, where God's calling you or you're, you know, your God is calling you to do, you will feel that and it will yeah. help you get going because serving um, like what we're talking about in different areas, when you're really serving and sacrificing um, it, it takes a lot out of you. It really does. Yeah, it does. It, it, it does. does. And so if, if it's not like at some point feeling like a calling, it's, it's pretty easy to, to, to let it go. Like at, at our church, we've served in different areas. Um, like, They have uh, food pantries and we've organized stuff there and clothes and hung them up and all that. It's like, Larry, um, if I had to go and I did that once a month, I would like be pulling my hair out. I can't do that. It's just not it's just not me. But other things have been just amazing and awesome. Sure. Yeah, sure. Good. So but anyway, give of yourself, you know, some some way some way and it doesn't have to be some other organization it could be giving to your family yes um it could be like you're watching your your like we watch our grandkid we when i say we that cheryl and me the collective we cheryl does it and there's a lot of joy in that it saves our kids you know money um i'm here with my mom's uh, helping her out um so that's another way you can serve as well yeah. is you know family members who are having a harder time than you yeah i like that so that's a way to do it. You got so another one for us? We do. Um, yeah. we're, we're the next? The, well, the next one is. It might sound kind of strange, but I think it will make sense what we talk about. Um, getting a long-term perspective. I mean, don't just look at the here and now and everything. Look at the a longer term. Um, have a longer-term outlook on things, both in the future and being able to look in in the past. Yeah, um, you think about Larry? You know, we're in our—I just turned sixty-one. I know, I know. Still handsome, I, Dave. It's not—it's not. It's not You'll always be handsome, it's, Dave, to me. I, I'm twenty-nine <laughs> for the thirtieth or thirty-second time, right? <laughs> I don't,
1: so, your math is way off, but go ahead. I understand what you're saying.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, if if we think back to when we were younger and all the stuff that happened in life, you know, mm-hmm. from. All the way from the Vietnam War, that crazy cultural shift that was going on. Sure, um, I mean if you if you if you get a perspective of what happened even before that with uh, like World War II, um, you you start understanding what happened in the Pacific in World War II, the brutality and all of that was going on, um, the rationing that ha- had to happen, the sacrifice. Um, you know, you start fast forwarding to. Um, you know, Watergate and Nixon Mm. and Ford. And we had a president, uh, Ford, who wasn't even an elected president at all. He was a- Or vice president. Yeah, he was a senator appointed when I think Spiro Agnew resigned. He Mm. became vice president and then he became president when Nixon resigned. It's like crazy. Who would have predicted that? Yeah, and so just think about all of the stuff that's happened over the last, you know, 60, 70, 80 years, um, it really can help you get a perspective on those tough times that we've gone through and that we've always come out of them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I hear a question asked all the time. Do you think that you're better off than your great grandparents? Right. Cause your great grandparents dealt with depression, bubonic, not bubonic plague, you know, polio, all kinds of craziness. Right. and right. um, all of the negativity that we face right now, a lot of it is self-imposed through i'm just going to say it social media and yeah. this whole thing that we talked about earlier about comparing ourselves to others right, right? but in it, from a historical perspective we are much better off today than we were 100 years ago 50 years ago 100 years ago certainly 200 years ago um and so let's look at that right we have indoor plumbing for crying out loud <laughs> yeah yeah right we've got electricity for the most part right you you've got shelter around you it wasn't so long ago in this country and particularly places around the world still today where that's not the case clearly more people have moved out of poverty in the last 20 years than ever uh, but still let's put things in in perspective on this we are flourishing right now in spite of the crappy political environment that we may or may not be in and in spite of the inflationary times that we're in, I know there are some people that are frightened about the prospect of nuclear conflict, nuclear war. Mm -hmm. I understand that. All right. But I'm going to repeat something that I repeated and said in the last podcast that my spiritual mentor, Daryl, Daryl shared with me once is like, um, you see it in the news because it's rare. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's not happening everywhere. It's not happening every single day. All right. Let's focus on, the positive stuff. Right. And let's make longer term decisions. It's, I know it's difficult to live in the present sometimes. I I get that, but let's have a long range perspective. That's what I would, would, would recommend.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. And even, um, you know, I'm 61. You're, I think you're 60, right? (gasps) You're the baby. How dare you? you, You're the baby. (laughs) But you think about how many more years we have left you and I to uh, flourish in business and with our families compared to, like you said, a hundred years ago. It's, it's, it's amazing. We still have a lot of time left to do a lot of great things.
1: We do. And it does bring up another, maybe this is a, another exercise that folks can do. I to use the word exercise, but maybe a little action item that that folks can do. And it's a little more relevant to me Mm -hmm. now than ever because i am getting older i do need to think about these these things mm-hmm. with uh the transition uh passing of my son previously this year lose yeah. you know some of my friends passing away in the last couple of years some of them at their own hand other people you know cancer or COVID or whatever you know you know you and i have experienced a lot of deaths in the last couple of years um And I heard people do this years ago. I think the first time I ever heard this was at a management seminar I went to. I was in my late 20s, probably. And the idea was to write your own obituary.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, great idea.
1: Right? Um, That gives you some perspective for sure. And um, you've probably done this too, Dave, but that takes a little more work. But um, one of the things I try to do is and I've not gone back and rewritten my obituary in, I'm going to be honest with you, it's been at least a couple of decades. But one thing I tweak from time to time, because I go by, you know, I'm at the cemetery pretty regularly these days. I walk around and I look at headstones and I think, okay, what's going to go on my headstone? So instead of writing the complete obituary, what's the truncated version of that? What are people going to say about you on your headstone? yeah right and how do i work towards that you don't i realize you don't walk through a cemetery and see a hole the guy was a jerk he ground me down (laughs) he was always negative you don't see that on on tombstones but you know what you see you see positive yeah now you see aspirational things right and for me it's like all right what do, larry what do you want on your headstone and i think i hope that when people look at me they think you know he was a blessed father. He was a loyal friend, you know. Yeah. Dedicated mentor, warrior, scholar, spiritual student. That's what I'm hoping for. And if I can aspire to those things, it naturally brings positivity into my life. Instead of the reminder of divorce, a you know, um, screwed somebody over there, cheated there. I I don't need that kind of reminder <laughs> in my in my life because that's not that's who I used to be. Right. So let's focus on who do we aspire to become. And I think naturally more positivity will come into our life when we do that.
0: What yeah. And it's, that? my thought is, you know, when you think of headstone, it's coming up to be Halloween and, you know, you walk by houses that are decorated and we're not talking about something on your headstone that says here lies Davy Jones. He's now all skin and bones. Or you know, That's <laughs> no. not what we're talking about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I hadn't heard that before. That's good. I, though. <laughs> I just made it
0: up. Ah, okay uh, my brain is strange maybe i am 60 on a i'm getting uh, alzheimer's, you alzheimer's. Are, yeah so, but um but yeah larry i like that think about what is it what is it you want people to say about you like if you if you're having your um, you know a memorial service for you you know mm-hmm. what is it you want your kids to have said about you what yes. about your friends are there people sure. are there people that are going to be um wanting to say something about you in front of others or is it your kids are going to just be like, well, we got to say something just because, you know, it's expected. Uh, so it's you think about the the lives that you've you've seen, um, you know, before you when you go to a, a memorial service, there's all these slides and or a movie or whatever. And people get up and, and say things. Um, what is it that you want somebody to say about you? hmm. So I think that's a good way to, to, to think about it.
1: It is a good way to think about it. You know, when we first, so I'm trying to think about people that are, I don't know, more advanced in their life. They're yeah. older than, than we are. And do you remember the first thing you said to me when we got on this call today?
0: Um, My mom says, hi. Oh yeah, that's right. Miss yeah. positivity. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let me give you some background on my mom. She is only She's going to be 90, uh-huh. almost 90. She'll be 90 in May of 2023. Um, she's had two shoulder replacements. She's had a hip replacement, two knee replacements. She can barely see out of her eyes. She has macular degeneration. She has to get a shot in her eye every uh, the one eye that she can see out of some, she has to get a shot in it every six weeks. Um, she has to have a walker to get around. And yet she, um, when I was talking to her, hey, I got to record something with Larry. She said, well, tell Larry hi from me. Right. So she's chosen Mm -hmm. to be positive. Now, she's not positive all the time. That's not what we're talking about. Mm -mm. We're talking about having that right attitude um, when, you know, things it, it you can no matter who you are larry no matter what's going on in your life you can choose to be positive or negative and she really has gone overboard in choosing positive which is uh, in a good way yeah and and so sometimes we have to remind her to do that but it's always a reminder of our to ourselves um too so yeah. that is one of them when you talk about an obituary that's one of the things that i'm going to say when um, my mom does pass and there's an opportunity to speak and i'm going to say you know, given all the problems that she had, she was pretty positive in life, always wanting to um, help others, yeah. still give money, still to call people, still send cards. She always wanted to do that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good.
1: That's good. Um, I don't want this to sound like a morbid podcast when we're talking <laughs> about positivity, but I do think about. I mean, this has been a pretty tragic year for me Mm. personally, one of the most painful years uh, uh, of my life. Um, But I would say this, that you can't change it. So the Stoics talk about when you can't change these things, embrace it, embrace the pain. Um, In the military, we say embrace the suck, right? Um, Because what's the alternative moaning about it, whining about it. And I'm not talking about, not tending to your needs when you are grieving and those types of things. But I'm talking about looking at it as an opportunity. I remember my wrestling coach saying there's good pain and bad pain, right? The bad pain is when you get a compound fracture and the bone is sticking through the skin. That's bad pain, (laughs) (laughs) right? But there's good pain when you know that the muscles are growing from a tough workout or when Mm. your lungs are burning because you just did wind sprints. That's a good pain the twitching your side after just you know working out really hard you know um those are good pains and we do have the emotional ones too right um i was on a podcast recently and they they had asked you know what's the what's one of the biggest fears i have about our society right now and you know generally this topic came up that we've not been through enough pain Mm -hmm. Or whenever we've had a little bit of pain, we've inoculated ourselves from it and wrapped ourselves in both physical and emotional bubble wrap. And so we can't, I don't know, we can't handle it. So I would say that if there, it takes discernment to know the difference between good pain and bad pain. Sure. Okay? But pain is inevitable. Yeah. And when it comes, let's look, okay, what can I learn? From this, is this a growth opportunity for me? Is this pain that can kill me, or is this pain that will make me
0: stronger? Mm, yeah, yeah. What do, you, what do
1: you think about that?
0: Yeah, I guess my thoughts are one of the books I read recently, and I, I've told you about it. Maybe we put this on to our leaders, our readers' book club. Maybe we do this. Is Comfort Crisis? You know. Yes,
1: I've not read it yet. I keep hearing I write a book summary on it. It's just. Um,
0: Yes. It's a fantastic it's it's actually one of the best books I've ever listened to because I was like almost enthralled the entire like seven or eight hours. And it's not fiction the way um, the author told uh, the stories of his life, um, scientific research. It was just a really, really um, a great one to listen to. And so I bought the. I also bought the book, too.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, I know that we've talked about it before and I've got it on my I'm showing for those who aren't watching, <laughs> but listening, I held up my phone. It is on my um, audible. read on my alignable library, uh, The Comfort Crisis by Michael Easter. Yeah. Um, and if you're going to listen to it on Audible, it's an eight hour and 52 minute listen. I always listen to it at about 1. 1.2, 1.25, depending on the the, the reader. Uh, speed so you can get through it a little bit faster than that but when you do your habit stacking which makes me happy brings positivity in my life when I'm walking the dog or whatever I'm listening to books at the same time it's a good good thing so that is on my list as I said there are you know there was a summary a good summary I found I forget what I was looking at some online periodical about it like a week after you'd first mentioned this book The Comfort Crisis and they had a good synopsis mm-hmm. uh, of the of the book so Yes. Let's definitely put, maybe we'll put that in. We, we just, well, we've got books lined up through January at this point. Let's do it in February.
0: Yeah. I I, I think we chose, didn't we choose a book
1: uh for February? Oh, we did. We did. So let, March, let's start in March. In March. Then.
0: Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. good. Sounds Good. Yeah. But basically it's you can increase your tolerance to pain by seeking yeah. out the good kind of pain. It's right. actually very good for us. Very good for us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's another one related to that, I think, Larry, right? I don't know. What? I think um, like getting ready, regular medical checkups. So we're talk about oh. embracing pain. It doesn't mean like you're embracing a bo- broken bone in your arm. That's not what we're talking about. It's getting regular medical checkups can help you be positive because, um, you know, improved health or figuring out why this is hurting you and maybe getting rid of that pain um, that can make such a huge difference. Larry, here's a great example. Okay. You remember when I had, it was years ago when I had that uh, neck surgery, right? Yes, I do remember. (laughs) What was your voice? Talk like Batman.
1: Yes. Yes. You talk like Batman and I loved it. I, I wish know. we were everybody, still doing podcasts with everybody you. did <laughs> it
0: thought, Everybody thought it was sexy it was like cool well,
1: so they did a surgery through the front of your neck and had to move your vocal cords
0: yeah you, if you guys can You're, see that i have a scar still yes for those who are watching he tells people he got in a knife
1: fight but anyway
0: <laughs> well i did and i lost to this person <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead dave i'm
1: sorry go ahead no go no ahead.
0: i had a I had a disc bulge in my neck that was yes. um pushing putting pressure on on a nerve and my neck, it was just like constant, constant pain, right? And one of the things that happened is I ended up having surgery, which was like, it was the last resort is the only thing I could do. And immediately after the surgery, I had less pain and longer term. It's, it's just been awesome. I haven't had pain there since, Hmm. but Larry, one of the things that I remember you telling me is that once you saw me after my surgery and came back into the office, you told me oh my gosh your face is so different yes yeah yeah
1: for sure because you are carrying that pain it's funny we get to the point where we just get used to
0: it yeah
1: right and you don't even realize that you're carrying it around until it's gone yes right because you had used to have like this constant furrowed brow and i thought no either he's had plastic surgery and botox treatments (laughs) (laughs) and not this fancy-dancy back surgery or neck surgery had. had. Um, but no, I'm, obviously I'm joking. Um, but you did, you 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 looked different when you came in, when the pain was gone from you. And I it's think kind of.
0: Go ahead. I was going to say, that's a great point, uh, is that what you said is we just don't realize sometimes. Yeah, the kind of pain yeah, that we're in. yeah. So what are you going to say?
1: That this one kind of ties into the first one that we spoke about today, that when we're doing this well, this is Proactive we're going to get physicals to identify proactively that there might be things wrong. Now, studies have shown this, that most men defer these types of things. Most women are more proactive about taking care of themselves physically. You know, most women will automatically, they'll schedule their dental appointments. They'll schedule their eye appointments. They'll schedule whatever it is. But men tend to like, okay, I can barely see that sign now or that wound in my arm is actually infected and it's beginning to stink hmm maybe i should go to, to the do- <laughs> to the doctor after all um so there's two ways about this do the preventative stuff um like what i try to do is i try to get all of my medical stuff done around my birthday so that i remember time for the annual physical time for the eye exam time wh- whatever it is right um because because of this pain that we're talking about, Dave, it can creep in on us, particularly when consolidated with this isolation that many folks have had in the last two years because of the pandemic yeah. and it has led to depression. I think we may have um, mentioned this in the previous podcast, or maybe it was just a conversation that you and I were having that now the National Institute of Health has, has added depression onto one of the causes of heart disease. And this is just a recent oh, thing. Wow. right because now studies have shown that that lingering that constant anxiety does have a physical impact on mm-hmm. our hearts right so it's very important that that, w- that we consider this and so we um, are recording this around i don't know if this is mental health month awareness month but certainly global mental health day was just a few days ago when we we're recording this and so i would kind of lead into the next one this is what you kind of mentioned here was kind of the physical Part, right and i'm going to encourage folks on this next one to remain positive in a negative world is to seek therapy yeah. it's so easy nowadays michael phelps you know the olympic swimmer has been a, a, a spokesperson for one of these online and maybe you can look that update while i'm ranting here uh, about these these one of these online mental health services where you can do telemedicine with uh with therapists that might be in your area, outside of your area, but special, they might specialize in certain things, whether it's suicide or bulimia or, I'm sorry. Who was that again? Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. Um, And um, because the great thing is that a good therapist will be able to help you gain some of the perspective that we were talking about earlier. Like you're not alone this is normal, what you're feeling right now is a natural part of the healing process, you know, they're they're going to be able to help you with a lot of this stuff. And if, if maybe it's not, they can also help you find treatments, if you're not feeling great. You know, if you're constantly in a state of negativity, and you can't pull yourself out of it, they can give you techniques um, and treatments to get out of it, whether it's, over the counter stuff like hemp and CBD, or they can help you identify some exercise programs to get the endorphins kicked in, or maybe it's some kind of pharmaceutical, or maybe it's a, a psychedelic, um, that can help therapists are out there. And I would encourage you. In fact, I think we talked about this. Didn't we talk about this in a previous podcast, like in in great detail, Dave?
0: Yeah. Let me share my screen on that. And, um, and, and, and the thing
1: is, um, My experience was the first couple of therapists I went to, I realized that they just wanted to hear the horror stories (laughs) of of my life. Tell me a war story, you know, kind of thing. Um, And another one wanted me to sit, pretend you're sitting on your dad's lap. And you know (laughs) what I mean? And those are legitimate forms of therapy, but they didn't work for me. I had to search to find the right person. Right. So the same thing that we were saying before, don't give up. If it doesn't work for one, that doesn't mean it's time to, Oh, the, the whole industry is, you know, a, a, a racket. Exactly. It looks like we did podcast number 132, 132. five months ago. Um, yeah. a, a therapist for entrepreneurs.
0: Yeah. Now when you, when you're okay. So yeah, go to 132 uh, or episode 132. Now, when you were talking about uh, Michael Phelps, are you talking about his foundation here? No, no, it's actually, so this is Michael Phelps. It's, um,
1: oh gosh, maybe we'll just have to put it in the show notes. But um, I think put Michael Phelps spokesperson
0: mental health
1: app. See what comes
0: up. Michael Phelps. She's I can't even spell Phelps. Spokesperson mental health.
1: Yeah. Try that
0: mental health app.
1: Folks, this is how we do things around here. Talkspace.com.
0: That's it. Okay.
1: Talkspace.com. Okay but they have an app. Okay. And so it's got his story on here and he, he is an intrigue. His story is intrigued. It's fascinating. Okay. So you can see here, they've got uh, individual couples, teens, psychiatry. Um, and uh, yeah, there really is no excuse, you know, um, please, please. I'm, I'm, I'm
0: begging you. Wow. This is and really cool.
1: I, one of the things I want to share with you, and just as a reminder, and I've mentioned this in that, what was it
0: 127? Uh 132. One th- <laughs> Not even close. Well, it was in the hundreds. Within five. Uh, all right, I was in within five. All right. Number one. But, but, but one twenty-seven is a really good one too. So wh- listen to that? Oh, <laughs> how to create psychological
1: something. Safety. How to create
0: psychological safety. We okay. talked about
1: that. Yeah. All right. So 132. I think I talk about it there. That um the therapist that I end up settling on after a long time, and, and he helped me tremendously, and I've referred a lot of people to him, is that um, I've been going to him for several months, for those who haven't heard this story, and we've made a lot of progress. I mean, when I first started going, I was going two and three times a week, then mm-hmm. once a week, and then, you know, every other week, and it got, so I said, listen, Doug, like, how long does this go on for? <laughs> because he kept saying, this is good progress. This is good progress. Good. Um, And so he said, well, listen, when you first came in, it was triage. We had, we had to stop the bleeding, the emotional bleeding, right? I'd been through a lot of stuff and, you know, I don't need to bore people with my my backstory on this, but he said, so there's really three phases that we look at this, you know, from a therapist psychiatry perspective, stop the bleeding. That's triage. Number two, you can kind of look at it as like physical therapy, you know, you broke a bone. You know, you're in a cast for a while, we realize that you're going to live, you take the cast off. And now we need to start working the joint. Again, we need to start, you know, teaching how to walk. Again, the third phase is peak potential. How do we help you have a life that gets you closest to who you want to be? Right? And that totally opened up my mind Mm. uh, to, to the idea of therapy. Okay. So no matter where you are in your life cycle, the right therapist can help you. It's like yes. a mentor in, in in some ways, right? Yeah. For sure, for
0: sure. Yeah,
1: and I know that there's a lot of people who don't like psychiatry or psychology, but just look at it as you know there because because of the pharmaceutical aspect of it. I think for, for a lot of folks, but there are a lot of people who use homeopathic treatments, naturopathic treatments. Psychedelic treatments, or just talk therapy. You'll find something that fits your lifestyle for sure out there.
0: Oh, makes sense. Makes a big sense.
1: advocate yeah. of uh, of uh, positive mental health. Awesome work. What Posit- are we talking about today? Oh, Fun. positivity in a negative world. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got, Dave? Anything else you want to talk about? Do, do, I'm, yeah. I know you concur there's, with us. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, there, yeah. there's a few more. OK, Dave, well, then give us another example of how we can regain positivity, stay positive during a in this negative world that we're in. You got another one for us?
0: Yeah. So sometimes I think um, it it when we feel like we don't have control over a situation, it causes us to really tailspin. Oh, yeah. you, you know, for example, you think about, oh, inflation, everything is going up. Oh, god, uh, you have no control over that situation. You just can't do anything about it. It it is going up. When we say you can't do anything about it, on the surface, you can't do anything about it. But if you go to the previous, one of the previous ones that we talked about where look at to take advantage of every situation, the question then becomes not ugh. Uh, I hate low, I hate high inflation. The question is, okay, what can I do in my business to protect myself? What can I do to take advantage of it? Is there a way that I can grow my business maybe even more during this particular time? Right? So the idea is that in any situation that you're in, try to exercise some level um, of control, just some level of control. I know, um, I gosh, I wish I could remember what book it was uh, where they talked about this. Um, but one of the things was even if just simple things where you have to have a really tough meeting with somebody where you've got, uh, you know, say, oh, maybe let somebody go or you're going to get let, you know, let go. But any time, of, any type of a tough meeting you have exert a little bit of control. You could say, well, I'm going to take control over the time when we start, um, the place that it's going to be, how long it's going to be. Yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So once you do a few things like that, it helps you feel um, a little bit better because we've, we know that having no control really, really can lead to depression. And you think about, um, what happens, uh, to prisoners of war, you know, they you can get pretty depressed pretty quick, obviously. Yeah. Right. Cause you have yeah. no control yeah. or there's seemingly no control. Yeah. And yeah. I know Larry, you'd know more about that aspect of things, but well, I have never been a prisoner of
1: war. But certainly during Seer School and other trainings that I have been through, you do learn about the psychological impact of just trying to find start a routine, doing something regularly, taking action somehow in the worst of situations.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: So I I, I I like that a lot. You know. Yeah. Um, so yes, and I can think of also like tough meetings that we've that you and I have had to go into sometimes where you think, oh my gosh, this is going to be really negative, right? But we yeah. can choose to put a positive spin on it. And I think we talked about this. I've, some of these episodes blur together for me, but I think we mentioned it maybe in the previous episode about just a recent meeting we had where it could have been very ugly, but we went into it seeking um, a win-win for everybody yeah. rather than going in with making the yeah. assumption, oh, they're against me and, you know, and as it turns out, it wasn't. It wasn't malice at all. Um, and um, so we sought common ground. Yeah. That could have been a negative situation made worse by uh, a bad assumption, but instead it turned out be, to be a positive.
0: Yeah. I was ask, it was asking. It was. We took control. Yeah, um, and it was asking questions. And that's one of the ways that you can take control is by asking questions, making yeah. sure you have control over your perception, making it more accurate
1: it brings up for me. Um, if you don't have anything else, felt anything else to add to that. No, no. Okay. Th- it brings up for me the thing. Thank goodness. Um, I've got someone who helps me in this area, but one of the things that leads to real negativity in my life is when I feel like I don't have control is when I feel like my calendar is just Chuck, uh, Chuck block full of stuff.
0: Uh, you know?
1: yeah. Um, and we forget sometimes that, um, this this is not a contest about how many meetings do am I having today compared to anybody <laughs> yeah. else, you know? Because we have to have time to work on our businesses. If I have meetings scheduled, and I you oftentimes do, my first meetings are generally between six and seven uh, in in the morning, and if I've got them scheduled back to back throughout the day, what that means is I'm working in my business and not on my business. Mm. I have to have margin in my life where I can work on my business, get some mental clarity. Um, It's really interesting, Dave. There are days when I've got meetings back to back. And at the end of it, I'm just absolutely frustrated because I feel like I got nothing accomplished.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Anybody else? Yeah. (laughs) Raise my hand. How bad is that?
1: You've been feeding into everybody all day long, but you still feel like you got nothing accomplished. Whereas... If I schedule blocks of time each day and I protect those, right, then I can, um, I feel like I'm more productive and I can be more positive about it. Now, if I step back and during those meetings that are those days where it's back to back, if I really step back and look, okay, good. Well, it, the grand scheme of things, yes, it was a productive day. I helped this person out who's in the organization. That strategic meeting was right. was, was really good but I have to get intentional about it. And years ago, um and I mean years ago, 20 years ago, I remember um a, a mentor saying saying to me because I was complaining about this that I was getting home and I was nah, rah, rah, I just wanted to like pr- proverbially kick the dog and I would never do that. We didn't even have a did we I guess we did. We had two dogs I guess at the time. Um but I was just like nah, grumpy. Um because I was just because usually I was on the phone as I was driving home, still doing work, and then couldn't figure out why wasn't I opening the door. sunshine, lollipops and rainbows. Hi, honey, how are you? How was your day? Well, because I was working right up to solving problems right at the time that I opened that damn door to, to come home. And so the tip that this mentor said to me is when you leave the office, you leave the office. Yeah. And the drive home for you needs to be your you are acclimating yourself to the new environment you're about to go into, which made so much sense to me from my special forces days, right? I need to acclimatize before I get there, before the mission starts. So the mission has changed. Now my mission is to go home and serve my family and serve my bride. Now, believe me, I did not do this very well, or I would probably be still married, right? But I'm telling you, this was sage advice, right? So that half hour that it took me to drive from the office to the home should have been positive music, reminding myself of the victories that I had that day, preparing myself for my child at the time and my, my spouse, right? But because my calendar was so packed full, I couldn't do it, I couldn't do it. So I know a lot of us are working from home now. So what can you do if you're working from home before you walk out of your office and go meet the rest of your family? Take some time to unwind, find positivity. Okay. OK. So there's a little recommendation. Control your calendar, I guess, is the the, the point.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's one thing that, uh, you know, Cheryl's retired. My wife's retired. But one thing that she it's still hard to did, believe. I my know. peers
1: are retiring.
0: I know. <laughs> one of the things that she would do to end her day, because we set her office up. Uh, during the pandemic in our, you know, our living room mm-hmm. or in our living room. And she loved it. There it was, it was great. Yeah. But what she would do every single day is when she was done for work, because you know, how do you separate yourself from your living room? There's no drive home. What she would do is she would take a, like a towel or a sheet or something and she'd cover her monitors and her computer. I was I, wondering why that. <laughs> that's exactly why she wow, a that routine. a routine and she made it to where her, computer and everything wasn't visible anymore so it's kind of like her um closing the door on the office that's good yeah good preparing the
1: brain i think we spoke about that earlier in the last episode
0: yeah yeah so she so she controlled her calendar in that way yeah um you know and one of the things that you talked about is having all these back-to-back meetings and high stress and all that yeah one of the things that can just happen is we may have a season in our life it may not just be a day on our calendar larry but it might be a whole season in our life where there's just you know a lot of stuff going on yeah um you know sure. for example just a just a mini example i'm here you know with my mom taking care of her for a little bit and i could be stressed a lot if i if i didn't say well dave give yourself a break you're just not going to get a lot of stuff done over the next few okay. days it's okay Mm-hmm. versus saying I need to be exactly as productive as possible at being at home, only worrying about myself. Yeah. You know, that led leans a lot of stress. Yeah. So it's like be aware of a particular high stress situation that you may be in that's gonna, if you add even more stress on it, it's gonna cause you to go down the negative path. You know, like I so agree. You talked, about, you talked about our home, right? Add in some remodel to it. Oh, my gosh. Answering the the contractor's questions, making adjustments. This is going to cost more. This is going to take longer. All that stuff, you know, that adds to if you have a packed calendar, you add something like that on top. You're about ready to, like, just pull your hair out when those things happen. So you really have to be aware of all those kind of things that's going on in your life. It can all feel like a hurricane sometimes yeah. if you're not
1: planning and you're trying to separate <laughs> yourself and one of the things i needed to think about too dave's like in the past year i'd forgotten earlier when, I, when i'd mentioned about what a tough year it had been i've had two surgeries in the past year you have <laughs> as well and so i had to take that into, into account that that's part of the season it's not just one day mm-hmm. of recovery and, and you know me i try to i had the surgery i'll be working from the hospital bed <laughs> the next day where's my phone <laughs> i've done that's that too of, Let's be easy on ourselves from time yeah. to time, because there's no way you're going to have maintain the same level of productivity during these seasons than, than when you're performing at peak perform. are that's not a great sentence structure, um, but you, you get it when your uh, performance is near its peak.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's not going to be the same. Exactly, you know. And and one of the things that we talk about with Hire my VA is if when you when it's you know your business you have a team a good team behind you they can help offload during those seasons of stress so yeah, that you can sure. to make progress forward so yeah. having a team is great i remember you.
1: yeah um and i was t- writing a couple notes here because i didn't want to forget them because it does circle me back immediately to now that i'm beyond all that stuff and you know your home is you know the, the remodel is nearing an, an end and it's looking so good. And, you know, um, all the tragedies of my life is circle back about being grateful. There's yeah. something about gratitude, being intentionally searching for the gr- gratitude um, in everything multiple times a day um, that brings positivity. I can just feel my spirit change. I can feel my shoulders, you know, drop a little bit. Um, when I'm actively looking for things to be grateful for and um, gratitude is like one of the, it's a superpower. It truly mm-hmm. is a superpower. Um, and I know that gratitude because we believe it's so important. We've done a couple of episodes uh, of the podcast where that's come up uh, over and over again too. And, and Dave, you probably know, <laughs> of course.
0: They're, they're here. Um, let's see. They are. Yeah. 107. What is the importance of gratitude? And 109, how to be more thankful. There you go. Oh, this one's good. How to overcome overwhelm.
1: Ooh. Oh, yeah. Look at Dave. Look at you yelling at us there. Yeah. Wow. Overcome it now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> blackers. Damn it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. So that's, yeah, that's definitely a good one. Power of gratitude. It is a superpower for sure. Yeah. And and one of the things that if you, when you are gratitude, grat- when you are gratitude, <laughs> when you are grateful, <laughs> And when you display a lot of gratitude, there's going to be a lot of positive words that would come out of your mouth. So that's another one is speak positively, not just to others, but to yourself. Speak good things into your own life. Um, And we do we have another episode where we talked a little bit about that? I'm sure we do, but it
1: reminds me again, I'm not the smartest tool in the shed, but I'm a great aggregator of ideas. And a mentor told me, you know, one time, treat yourself like a firm and loving parent. Okay. Yeah. How often do we do that? Oh, look. 75. It looks like. Not, not
0: enough. We don't speak to ourselves well enough. No. Enough. How to speak
1: positively to others. That's right. Yeah. There you go. So. Job on Pulling up yeah. the street,
0: Dave. God, it's amazing. All this, all this stuff that we've recorded. There's some pretty good stuff here, Larry. Yeah, there <laughs>
1: is. There, there is, yeah. Yes. Um, Speak positively to yourself and others. It's amazing. People want to be around folks who cheer them on. Yes. When you are positive to other people, you will be amazed at how not necessarily loyal they become, but how grateful they become. Yes. To you. And um, what I find amazing, Dave, you've seen this in some of these masterminds that we do, where you are you or I will see potential in someone that they don't see to themselves. And when we speak positively to them. I'll, just, I'll i'll generalize you got the goods that's a re- pretty general statement right yes and you see people just break down in tears
0: oh they yeah.
1: don't he- how many i can't even count the number of times where something like that has happened dave right because most people don't hear that all they hear is the negative so if no one's ever told them that that somebody believes in them right so do that to other people and it's amazing how you'll get that back from from folks it's like the old thing, I'm rubber your glue thing. <laughs> yeah. How's that go? I'm rubber your glue. I don't know. It bounces back to you, is, is the point. Forget well, it. Well, Edit uh, that out, Daph. That, that'll that be a blooper. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the thing about the glue will stick with me. But yes. um. Yeah, there you go. But <laughs> speak positively.
1: You know, there's something about. Um, seeing someone light up when you i don't mean lie to people and i don't mean being pollyannish to people but i mean like when they really are doing something that we're, that deserves a compliment or you see a light in someone to speak that into them i can tell you um my my amazing super talented loving daughter who's 21 and i went to um it's kind of a big deal event it's you know in newport coast for those who don't know it's kind
0: of a you know wanky place, you know? <laughs> yes.
1: and um there were probably 70 adults there um and then a toddler a 17 year old and then emily and everyone else was like you know 30s 40s 50s 60s mm, you know yeah. and most of them very well to do many celebrity types were there and there was this um woman that that was there that Emily knew of, had never met her before, but, you know, knew who she was. And, um, and I had met this woman's husband uh, several times before, but had never met her. But when she met Emily and she just spoke positively into Emily's life, like you are a light. Do you have any idea, you know, how you're going to positively impact people? This is from a five minute conversation that turned into like a half hour. Fifteen minute conversation, and Emily was just beaming. <laughs> I was like, because someone spoke positively in her. Who, who uh. you know, and I do it all the time too. But you know, when your old man speaks to you, you know, over and over again, it gets, you know, okay, you're my dad. Of course, you love me. She actually said that to me the other day. I said, hey, you know, I love you. She said, I know, you're my dad. It's like, well. <laughs> Not every dad <laughs> does yeah, this, you still but need anyway,
0: to speak it, still need to speak it.
1: She was on a high for a couple of days because yeah. someone, you know, other than her folks, spoke positively into her, and this is someone who she looked up to from afar. You know, there's power in that. So I'm, I'm encouraging you to speak positively into other people's lives.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, you know, another thing that uh, that's important is embracing failure. I know we did kind of a quick transition there, but um, if you can choose to embrace failure, really, really will help you to um, not just be positive, but to speak positively to others. Now, um, Larry, when we're talking about embracing failure, I don't think it means like, um, you know, something that's really, really bad, like, um, oh, my gosh, I, you know, broke my I broke my collarbone. Oh yeah. Great. Way to go. You know, that's not what we're talking about. That's that's not even failure, but yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's more like the kind of failure that's needed in your life or business in order to succeed or to achieve your goals. Um, So, you know, there's a lot of examples and I love sports and there's so many examples of that, you know, almost invariably the ones who have, are in the hall of fame, the ones who are at the top, the, of the list, the elite of their professions have failed the most.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: I mean, they all it's have
1: that. shown over and over again. Yeah. You know, some of the best home run hitters have the most strikeouts.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, we were watching a program on uh, called fastball. I don't know if it was HBO, but they talked about the history of uh, measuring the speed of somebody throwing a fastball and how uh-huh. fast they were and all that. It was really fascinating. So they, They talked to as many of, you know, some of the, um, you know, the players and some players that faced, um, fastball pitchers and they Uh talked to Nolan Ryan, who was arguably the greatest pitcher in the game. Well, Mm -hmm. he had them, he had the most strike outs or he struck the most people out far and above everybody else, but he had a big problem at the beginning of his career was his control. He walked a lot of people. Yeah but he was able to forget about but here's
1: the thing somebody spoke into him at the early part of his career yeah and said tweak this by this much i see potential in you if he would have been judged by that section that segment of his career and that alone that he had all these walks this guy ain't gonna make it yeah. get him out of here but someone spoke positively into here he tweaked it by a half a degree or a degree and the ultimate tra- tra- trajectory of his career was like you said one of the greatest of all if not the greatest the greatest pitcher ever right yeah. so this is it's so important i think that's a good it's a really good good point dave there's so yeah. many sports analogies
0: yeah and and i think the way to embrace failure is is not to for is not to forget about it but to look at it learn from it and then move on from it right that's what we talk about we even had an episode where we talk about aars yeah, uh, well, well, because that's what look, you're doing
1: innovation change cannot happen without failure. We all yes. know that we all know the, the story about Thomas Edison. How many times did he fail with the electric light bulb before it actually became a, a working model? Right. We know this. Anyone who's around innovation embraces failure if and only if you learn from it. Yes. And you learn from it by doing an AAR, right? But if you're the type of person who thinks, you know. Everything's got to be perfect. I can never have failures. Yes, there will be tons of negativity around it. We must switch that, flip that switch in our brain that says that failure is bad. Yes. Failure is only bad if you keep repeating the same problem and you have the same failure over and over and over again. Yeah. Failure is a good thing. This is why it was a Maxwell who wrote Fail Forward. Oh, yeah. That's that the one, right? Yeah. But there's so many books. The people who are afraid of failure are the people that don't go anywhere in life. Yes. Those high achievers love I would say love it but like you say embrace I think that's how you started this right? And they embrace the failure.
0: Yeah, they realize it's the cost. Yeah, exactly,
1: that's Ooh. the investment.
0: Yeah, the the investment. I yeah, I think cost is not the best word for that. Investment is a much better word. That's it really, really is. good. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's, it's like you're investing in so many things to get your business to grow. Hopefully you're investing in mentors and masterminds and tools. But one of the things to invest in is, is failure. That's absolutely right.
1: Dave, we could go on and on and on with this, but let's make an executive decision here and kind of wrap this thing up. And I would leave it with this. If you want to have more positivity in your life, and this is not a shameless plug, I'm serious about this. Join Mm. our book club. Well, why join the book club? Because you're going to find other like-minded, positive people. And it's that one step towards getting that great idea that you can apply to your life so that you see lifelong change, right? Yes. All these things that we're talking about over and over again, you have to get intentional and you've got to do something. You got to start a routine. So make this part of your routine, you know, that I'm going to go to this book club once a month. I'm going to take one or two of the great ideas that are shared that Dave and Larry have aggregated from this book, put it into my life and see what kind of change I can get in my life over the next 30 days. That's taking charge. I promise you, when you do those types of things, and I mean, commit to it for 30 days. Mm-hmm. You can't commit to a new item, a new tool, a new technique, a new concept and do it once and it doesn't work and so you walk away from it. You know, pick one or two, apply it to your life. And I promise you that you're gonna find um, more joy and more positivity, uh, because you're taking control. You, you just want to add on?
0: Uh-oh. No, you were just giving me an idea because the book sure. that we're going to talk about of how we can actually add something that's not in the book—an exercise that will um, really make this certain section, I think, really come to life and make it very okay. applicable for folks. But guess what? They're going to have to going to have to be on it. Yeah, you're going to have to be.
1: What I would encourage folks to do, I'd like to hear from you guys. What are you doing to maintain a sense of positivity in what is seemingly a negative world right now? Give us your feedback. I want to hear more. My sense is that we're going to get some DMs on this thing uh, from folks who say, hey, can you talk about X, Y, and Z? Yeah, right? we'd be happy to. Most of these topics come from you folks, so we we got to hear from you. You know, What do you want to talk, uh, talk about? Because Dave and I could pick a topic. We could be a blowhard all day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah on most things yes yeah well for this episode we're going to wrap it up but make sure you go to hiremanva.com and get your free download where we're going to have all of these um different things that larry and i talked about they're going to be there and um, you can kind of get a, a way to maybe rate yourself and figure what do you maybe most need to to work on yeah I like so i think it'll that. be pretty cool Okay, well, again, uh, thank you guys for joining us and being with us. Um, remember, building a team is the way to reclaim your freedom, and it's a great way to uh, keep uh, positivity in your life. And uh, we're to help you. To, we're here to help you to do that with our course community and our white glove service, where we find a rock star VA for you. Yep. Three things we'd love for you to do right now, and we'd really appreciate it. Number one, subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't already done so either on your iphone or your android phone go to youtube and subscribe as well and then number two is give us a rating preferably five star that's what we'd love but um, you know whatever you want to rate us that's great um, and leave a comment um, if you're watching this on youtube or watch part of it just leave a comment um there that helps us to get the word out it helps the algorithm and we'd really appreciate that yeah. and then the third thing is go to hiremyva.com for more information on our course and community go to hiremyva.com positive to get your checklist take a look around mm-hmm. there we've got a lot of stuff there for you uh, because that website and our service is going to help you even without an experience to prepare for hire and thrive with virtual assistance. Um, we're helping a lot of folks we get, we're getting some great feedback that love our White Glove service yeah. and the information we have in our course and, of course, our community. So um, get more information on that. Go to HireMyVA.com.
1: That's right. Hey, folks, do yourself a favor. Do the world a favor. Go do something significant today. All right. God bless you. God keep you. And my favorite, God hold you. All right. We'll see you
0: next time. Okay. Peace out. Bye, everybody.